With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is already January 30th. It is Relationship Wednesday. By Friday, we're already in February. It's crazy to say, but we're getting there, and we're getting there pretty darn fast. And today's show, I got to tell you, yesterday I was really busy, and I was gone for the whole day, and I came home, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I did not write up a show for tomorrow yet. And I thought, what am I going to talk about for Relationship Wednesday? And I honestly, I was so tired, I couldn't even think of a topic. And so I came down to my um, office and I get on my computer and this is what came out. Why full commitment is so valuable. And it was like when I write the books, you know, it comes out and then I'm like, oh, wow, great topic. And honestly, I am on a blank to what this actually means. And so this morning, it feels like an adventure with Christ. I know it sounds crazy, but let's go for it and see what happens. Because I can't, I mean, obviously, you know, it's one of those Captain Obvious statements of why full commitment is so valuable. But there's something in there that Christ wants us to know. So let's just go on this little adventure today. I'm I'm curious as heck. I'm going to actually read what I wrote so I can remember what I wrote last night. And then we'll just go from there. But it's he said relationships are one of those things in life that are all or nothing. Why? What is hard about half commitments and not allowing the relationship to enjoy the full scope of what relationships can be? What is the difference between full relationships and partial commitments or full commitments and partial commitments where both souls are either dating others or not really sharing their lives with each other fully? So that's what he wrote. And here I am. And we've got a show to do, so let's go for it. So, oh, so this is what he was showing me when I was reading that. And he showed me how a parent is with a child. The minute you know you are having a child, whether you adopt the child, whether you actually are carrying the child, whether you're the father in the relationship of having a child, the minute you know... There is something that happens to us that's full-on commitment. No matter what happens, no matter what we go through, we never think we're going to break up with the child, give the child away, not work it out with the child. We know, without a doubt, we will never, ever do that. No matter what we face, 
we are going to make it to the other side of that child's life. And then one day, maybe even years later, we've seen that that child has grown and we start to see the fruits of our labor. So now he's showing me like this bridge, you know, he loves bridges, bridge people's souls back to them, bridges of transition, bridges, bridges, bridges. But he's showing me a bridge that the two people are in the middle of it, coming in from side to side as they learn each other. And full commitment, full commitment works out whether anyone can see it or not it works out for all of us because when there is full commitment fear doubt worry control and guilt go away and what happens when fear doubt worry control and guilt go away is that solving together becomes what dominates the relationship. That level of solving builds bridges into the future. Every single time a couple on earth solves something, it gives more value to the relationship. It's only a foundation for the relationship, but a way to work things out. What happens when people don't get used to learning how to work things out together is they start going sideways. They go into other relationships because it gets too scary to be where they're at. When people start fighting over how they solve, now they're fighting for themselves and not for the relationship. But that's also saying that the two of us don't have full commitment. Full before commitment is actually what is so valuable. If somebody loves you and only includes you here and there, and you only include them here and there, and you aren't fully committed to each other, all the here's and there's are going to pull you apart at some point because you're just going to work your way away from solving things together, and you will start solving things on your own. And that feeling of success, of bonding, of partnership isn't forming. And when it doesn't form, after a while, you start to wonder why you're, I barely see them. I've been kind of like on my own and with somebody. And you start talking like that. Isn't that interesting how just the word full commitment makes a difference. And the only thing we have other than other successful marriages that understood this principle with or without words, with or without knowing that they were doing it, is how we feel having a child. Now I understand when Christ 
says love is love. It's just the relationships that are different. Truth is truth is truth. It's just the relationships that are different. Relationship Wednesday, even though we talk about romantic relationships, partners, we choose that, you know, we didn't grow up with. We don't know the background of. They could tell us just about anything they want, depending on how we met. Full commitment is never mistaken. And we all strive for it. We all want that comfort, that knowing. We are fully committed somewhere because then we can just take the gloves off and live life. Our souls are designed for partnership. That's why people feel left out. Even though they're happy alone, they can function alone, they can do what they need to do when they aren't sharing. And I'm not just saying in a romantic partnership because the relationships are relationships are relationships. Sometimes we fill our time helping people, but we're fully committed. Sometimes we are taking care of parents and we're fully committed, or we have a child and we're fully committed. But that feeling of being fully committed, valuable to life. We feel we are contributing. We feel as contributors to our lives, to our communities, to our jobs, to everything we touch and do. When there are partial commitments, nothing gets done. So we're going to talk about partial commitments. And partial commitments say, I'll do this once in a while, but most of the time it's interfering in my flow and what I'm, and the other person is someone I pull off a shelf and spend certain times with and then put them back on the shelf and kind of go back to my own life. We don't have the opportunities because the time isn't available. We don't have the opportunities to take ourselves from A to B to C to D. It just doesn't work. We don't grow. We stay in a place where we're both kind of open, whether we realize it or not, to other things coming into our world and interfering with that relationship. Whether it becomes an overcommitment to work or it becomes another person or it becomes a hobby or something that pulls us away. And full commitment means that you stay on top of each other or that you do each other's work. Full commitment means that when you are together, you both know without a doubt that you're not going to go away easily, that this means something to both of you. Because that alone, that energy alone, is why people can stay together over time. That's why in the beginning of getting to know someone, established yet completely, you don't know where it's going. And the best that you can do in those places is to be patient Being patient, letting time 
grow your soul towards that person, towards full commitment. Standing why you want to have full commitment with this person. We try to have full commitment by getting married. Yet we found out over time that getting married at times doesn't guarantee full commitment. Full commitment is something that comes into our hearts and guides us. And as it guides us, it tells us who we are. That growth we came here to do, came here to evolve to, begins to unfold on our most infinite, deepest, warmest, loving, biggest feelings that we have. Think about yourself when you first decided you loved either teaching or filmmaking or writing or painting or going to school or becoming a doctor or whatever it is you wanted to do. There was no way you could have gotten to learn what you needed to learn and go through whatever you had to go through to learn the profession, to know the nuances without full commitment. Even though you may have had days where you wanted to quit and even saw the other side of quitting, like, okay, I can choose not to do this. This is costing me too much money. It's costing me too much time. Nothing's coming back. I'm suffering. Bills aren't paid. I'm tired. Whatever it is, and yet you stayed. You stayed. Because you were fully committed to that passion. You were fully committed. That level of full commitment is the only way to get to the other side of an issue. Marriage, although it hasn't been taught to us, we we have the right to just go and get married to anyone at any time for any reason. No one can, can understand full commitment and getting married doesn't guarantee that. And so sometimes people get married and go, what, 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 what did we just do? Why did we rush to this? What was so important that we labeled ourselves? And I feel that way. I felt that way. I thought marriage guaranteed love and guaranteed a, a bunch of things initially when I was younger. And I had to grow to say, oh, Marriage doesn't guarantee anything. Oh, my God. But I was married for 14 years in my first marriage. And I was fully committed. He was fully committed in terms of he was never leaving. But he was not fully committed to me. He didn't care if I hurt. As a matter of fact, he tried to keep me unstable. But I fought back because something in me knew who I was. And I remember clearly thinking one day, there's a part of me that no one can penetrate. That's, there's a part of me that no one can get to. I don't know what part that is until this day. I can't identify it. But no matter what goes on around me, there's a part of me that's so solid 
that at some point I come to a full understanding of what's going on and I don't let anyone go in there and hurt it. And it's not even, I'm not protecting it. It's just stronger than I am in some ways. But there's a part of me that just knows that no matter how I have to navigate or deal with life, I can think through the worst and I can enjoy the best. Somewhere I made a commitment to surviving because early on in my life, probably, I'm not even sure if this is why, but it could be. I always knew that if I ever did what I wanted to do, there was a big chance of nobody I ever knew at that time would ever talk to me again for me being myself, which was the community. And it was a well-known fact in our community that if you went after your own life and it did not coincide with what was deemed right or wrong, you were never talked to again. And if you did certain things that were in quotes, really bad, like marrying someone you wanted to that was outside of our background, you had a pretty darn good chance of being physically hurt. So I knew that one day, if I happened to fall in love with the wrong person or do something that wasn't right, I could actually get killed. So I'd have to leave and nobody could ever see me. And it wouldn't even be my parents who did it. It would be the community who feared that their women will gain wings. So something in me had to be stronger, and maybe it had something to do with that. But full commitment goes away. Vulnerabilities are in check. You can expose them and still be safe. Who you are is in check. You can be who you are. You can say what you mean. Even if others disagree, you can talk about it. You can say, wow, you see it that way and I see it this way. I'm sure there's, there's something good in both ways. If something is dangerous, you can say, hey, this really feels dangerous. And the other person can say, wow, if you feel that, we should explore this a little further. And trust you enough to do that and you trust them enough to Explore it, taking what scares us most and facing it, taking what scares us least, happiness and going places and doing it. And life takes on a different form. It goes into a different paradigm, a whole subset of questions, arguments, and things that happen based on insecurity are not part of full commitment. They have no way in. Imagine making decisions with someone who's also not basing their decisions on insecure thoughts, but basing them on security, on building, on growing. Because when you have someone who's insecure and you're insecure, you're constantly second-guessing each other. You're constantly saying, are you sure? Do you love me? Are we okay? Can we talk? And you're constantly having to fix and fix and fix. And it doesn't mean that that's bad because it leads you 
if you're both fully committed to security because you will learn, wow, this is someone I really can trust. It's not like they said something and then you guys are both out in public and someone says, oh, I just saw you here yesterday and you never told your partner and your partner's saying, hey, wait a minute. Why aren't we talking? Why aren't we communicating? What's missing? This is not okay. And we start talking like that. There you are back at square one, trying to establish trust. When you're fully committed, you would find those things don't happen. (laughs) They just don't happen. I talked to many people, believe it or not, there's a lot of them who've been married 60 years or more. Back at the gym, I used to call the gym church, the one in Pasadena, because I don't live there anymore, so I don't go there anymore. And I miss everybody, but a lot of the old people have gone on. They've passed or, but like, you know, late 80s, early 90s. I'm going on the 16th of February for a couple who's been married 40 years, and they are in their 90s. They're in their 90s. Still driving, both of them have their cars. And it's such a gift to watch them build a life after 50. One of the women, not the same couple, a different couple, also both in their 90s, have been married since their 20s. And um, they lived around the world following his work, and they're fascinating people. And yet, She said, after I retired in my middle 50s, she's from England, I can't even do her accent, that she, and she literally played until she was 80. It was crazy. But these people understood that. And so one couple, I asked them, what is it behind this relationship? Because there was never a question of leaving in their mind. Never. It was never an option. It was never discussed. It never needed to be discussed of leaving each other. Because once you start saying we have that option, one of the two of you is going to think of it as a way out when things start to not feel like you guys are in a flow. Come and go. You actually leave in an ebb. You will leave. Because if it's a long, stretched out time, you will have had time to break the bonds and separate. It's never about loving the person or not, or loving them enough. It's all about how you're looking at the commitment and relationship that you have and made to anything. If you're in school and you're not fully committed, you're going to come and go and come and go, and it's going to take you 10 years to finish college if you ever go back and finish. I said that to my son when he wanted to play for baseball. I said, you get your degree, I don't care where you play. And as a result of that, he got his degree. I knew if he left in the middle, he would never go back. Because his commitment was to the baseball, not to the school. But because of his commitment to baseball, he did what it took to play. And as a result, he got a degree. And as a result, now I know he has it, and I'm happy. Because I know that they'll find it hard time-wise, forget just commitment-wise, to go back 
and go to school as they get older. Commitments are completions. Commitments tell us where to put our time, how to solve things with grace and patience and compassion and understanding. We are fully committed to our kids, so no surprise that our kids are in our lives forever. When parents are estranged from their children, it's usually because there was not a full commitment on the parent's part. And as a child realizes, my parent hasn't been there for me. They, they get in the kinds of insecure fights of trying to find out why. Why weren't you there for me? Well, I said, I don't have to care about you. You weren't there. Or you were really mean to me. Or you used to hit me all the time. Never said you were sorry. Never said it bothered you. So then when they get older and they have a choice, what do they do? They fight their parents at every turn. But that part of them that will never, ever not love their parents because it's the only one they've got. They just may not like how they were raised. Some kids get everything. And they don't understand commitment because early in life, nobody actually took the time to take care of them the way a child needed to be taken care of, and they have insecurities. So it does affect when it isn't present to anyone. Valuable asset you have with any human being you interact with. It could just be someone that you met, and it can be listening to that conversation instead of, yeah, okay, all right, great, thank you, see you later, and then the person's still not done talking. I've seen that quite a bit. Or having someone just listen to you, how good that feels, because as you complete a thought, what happens to you? You actually hear yourself, and you're like, wow, I just got that. I just solved it. And all you did was no one even had to give you advice. Hearing ourselves talk sometimes answers our questions. But it's a give and take. It's an energy exchange that is our most valuable asset. That energy exchange is what we're all searching for, living for, wanting. We want it. We value it. We know how important it is. And anything that runs short of that full commitment, it's like we feel like we have to fight for it. Someone say, what do you think about having the conversation about full commitment and what that means? That means that we put our insecurities on the table and we learn how to communicate so that we can grow our souls with each other. That is marriage. That is what marriage means. It's not a ring. It's not a big wedding. It's not a big honeymoon. It's not everything, you know, deal bigger than the commitment that the two of you have made. Those things are great, fine, and fun when you're fully but if they're to 
if they are there to keep reestablishing that there is commitment, you're coming in from the outside in. And you'll find that people who are fully committed, it's pretty, it's pretty solid. And so going back to the couple, when I asked them, how did you guys do it? One of them said to me, and it was the husband, I made a promise. I promised to take care of her when I married, and I did. And he made me realize how important the promise was to the two of them. He didn't think of it like, oh, well, I loved her, and she she was just so hot, and then, you know, and then that faded, and I didn't know what to do. But I promised. You just. When you saw one, you you literally saw the other one, even though the other one wasn't there because their energy was present within their partner. This is really a beautiful thing. So I guess that's what Christ had to say to us today. And I have like, what, 20 seconds left in the show. Um, That was cool. I love you guys. And I will see you guys tomorrow on Relationship, or not Relationship Wednesday, but Dream Theme Thursday. Have a great Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.